this program contains mature subject matter. Including maladjusted youth, masochistic hillbillies, and the excitement of the price is right. It may be deemed inappropriate for our younger viewers. Viewer discretion advised. I would like, if I may, to take you on a strange journey. <laughs> I can put on these glasses or start eating that trash can. You maniacs! What is a man? When we are successful, we will be. We have a real chance with this. Today's question is, how do I say the word conspiracy? And conspiracy is a secret plan to do something evil or unlawful. So let's take a look at this word, conspiracy. We're gonna break it down. I think a lot of the confusion comes from that pesky schwa syllable that is in there. Love that schwa syllable. So let's start here with the first syllable, kun. We're gonna start with the K sound with the tip of your tongue pointed down to the bottom of your mouth and the back of your tongue is pulled up towards the roof of your mouth. Add that short uh syllable, I'm sorry, sound, which is made with just an open and relaxed mouth. Then and with an N, N, by touching the tip of your tongue to the back of your top front teeth, kun. Next, add the word spear, like the weapon, spear. And the key here is to make sure you say the word ear, conspear. So to say that ear vowel, make sure you start with a smile and then move to that er sound smoothly and make it one sound, conspear. Next, everybody's favorite, add the schwa syllable, the a sound that is very, very short. And a client recently told me it sounds to him as if the schwa syllable is part of the syllable before. If that's the way you think about it, spira, then by all means think about it that way, but it is actually a separate syllable. Conspira, and then end with the word see, like I see you and do this with a very long E sound at the end and that E sound is the happy vowel because it's always made with smiling lips. So let's put that all together. Conspiracy. 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 Many people have a lot of conspiracy theories. And I, for one, would like to go on record and thank the CIA for creating such a phenomenal word that not only allows you to hear, to see, but brings a smile to your face. And this is episode 61 of Behind the Schemes for September 6, 2021. And I am Booberry Mothman of the Miniocalypse. Yes, indeed. I don't think we would be here today if it weren't with the fine craftsmanship and the 
finessed handiwork that is the CIA, uh, the works of the CIA, rather. And uh, coming to you from a very strange place full of very strange people on the bereft coast, my name is Lavish. Well, howdy ho. How goes it tonight? Hey, man. Goes pretty darn good. How about yourself? <laughs> pretty darn tootin' pretty good over here, too. Oh, gosh. <laughs> good to go. Alrighty, yes, sir. Starting off strong. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm doing uh, doing pretty good. I actually picked up one of my favorite albums on vinyl for the first time. It's one of those that I've bought many copies over the year and either lost or gave them to uh, someone else, but it was Queensryche Operation Mindcrime mm. on a uh, two LP set. It's a double LP? Yeah. I am not familiar with this musical group nor their works. Oh, it's a lot like Iron Maiden, very progressive. Okay, and, cool. And uh, they made a concept album uh, in the early 90s in the in just the thrust of the AIDS crisis mm-hmm. about uh, sort of brainwashing. It's very, very interesting. Ugh. I will I will sit you down and play the whole thing for you. I look forward to it. I, I, I want to listen to this band. I want to hear this, this material, especially if if you've been a fan of it for a long time. It's probably pretty good. Yeah. Uh, uh, Spaz turned me, me on to it many, many years ago. And, uh, you know, they've gone on and done, like, sequels and stuff like that. Uh, I think they might have done even two separate sequels to it. Not as good. Not as good as mm-hmm. this uh, particular album. This is their magnum opus, as they say. I like to think so. Well, sometimes that's just the nature of the beast, especially when it comes to music. There's uh, a lot of bands that start strong and don't end strong. <laughs> Most of them, I'd say, actually. I also wanted to tell you that I started watching that uh, Kill a Kill anime, and I am obsessed with it. Are you familiar with Kill a Kill? Um, no, I don't really watch anime. Oh, uh, I mean, I'd, I, I've never really been a, an anime guy. I was hoping I could, I had, I know I had the ISO saved somewhere at one point. Um, but it's the one where the fear is freedom. ISO from oh, no agenda. Is, isn't that the lady with a sword standing on a cliff? Yes. And you will all, yeah, I've seen that. So, okay. So I'm familiar with it. Clothing. But I've never watched the show. But if I saw that character, I'd be like, that's the character that says that and no agenda. Well, she's that's the length. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, she seems like a pretty badass character. Seems like a a very operatic show, but a lot of anime is very operatic, I suppose. Uh, It's all about fashion and fascism and uh, it's very Looney Tunes in its art direction Mm -hmm. and its action. Highly recommend it out, uh, to anyone out there that uh, likes to watch anime. Well, if anyone knows anything about about Nazis or about uh, <laughs> you know the the Soviet whatever the the Soviet crew, you know that they were stylish. They 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 knew how to dress. They were dressing nice. I think it's a total just like uh, mind manipulation tactic. Totally, it's yeah. it's marketing. It's uh, the, you know, <laughs> t- Silicon Valley did the opposite thing by being like, oh, even though we make billions, we just wear jeans and uh, turtlenecks, you know, and wear uh, sandals. They did, they did the opposite of what the Nazis did. We're one of you. We're just uh, 
just another guy. I'm just a jack. I, I meditate and I eat organic bananas through my butthole every morning like you do. Just a normal guy. And apparently uh, we're stepping on some toes by touching the anime anime rail here. <laughs> Abel Kirby has politely asked us to get off of Rare Encounters beat. <laughs> Don't worry, Abel. I'm going to totally botch it. I mean, you're going to see some real non-finesse in the anime world if you're going to... Th- Boo Beer wants to throw this at me, so... Yeah. You guys will like get all into it. I'll be like, oh, the one with the sword. That's as, that's as deep. Well, as actually, she runs around with half of a giant pair of scissors that she treats like a sword. Mm, interesting. Uh, it's uh, very, very fun. And then the last thing that I wanted to touch on real quick, um, I did a misinformed with Abel Kirby and Gwyff the King of Kent this past Sunday, and I'll have it released tomorrow. Smashing. Yes. Smashing. Yeah, Fun Boy brings up a great point. Able career. Why wouldn't want to get, turn down an opportunity to well actually us? Well, actually. <laughs> actually. See, but you spelled it wrong, Fun Boy. It's not spelled the correct way. When you say, well, actually, it's with a K. So just so you know. Um, and apparently we're going to mention on the Odelay show this week, the English version of the Odelay show. Is there multiple language versions of the Odelay show? I am not familiar with this. This is the insinuation from the text in which I am reading. But anyway, uh, cool. Right on. Uh, we yeah. will we will do our best BTS circle back on that. Yeah. <laughs> know, people mention us, you know, that's that's cool. I'm into that. Uh, God, what did I do? I, I, I went to a wedding this weekend. How was it? It was fantastic. It was an old family friend. And it's been a long time since I've been to a wedding, and this was like the most classic, traditional wedding you could ask for, where it was at a Catholic church, the priest did the thing, you know, it was like a, you know an hour-plus-long thing at this Catholic church, which is a beautiful, beautiful church. And uh, it was a two-day event, <laughs> so I was just like, you know, and the guy that, the best man is one of my very, very good friends who I've known since I was, like, you know, a kid. And so as soon as we got into town, we just drank. So it was, like, two days of drinking. Very nice. Very picturesque, I take it. Oh, gorgeous. Yeah, I was up in uh, Pataluma, not far from wine country, not far from the Healdsburg meetup that I went to uh, about a month ago and saw JCD. Okay. It was basically along the way. Nice. It was a shorter drive, but uh, no, I, I love that part. I mean, there's a lot going on up there. It's really, really beautiful and a lot of great food, a lot of, a lot of stuff to do. It's out there far enough from San Francisco where people are generally just like cool. As long as you wear your mask through walking through the door and then take it off when you get to the table or the bar, mm. then you're okay. Because the... <laughs> Never mind. I won't make the joke. Because door and, uh... frames are, are very <laughs> contagious. <laughs> That's what they found. The studies actually show, Fauci came out and told us yesterday that they actually have been working on a 10-year study that just came out that uh, that says that door frames are very contagious. Uh, they, they collect all sorts of viral activity, and so you got to watch out for them. And also, after 8.30 p.m., that's when the, the door frames really get fucking... Uh, anyway, I'm no doctor. I'm just relaying to you the information that's relayed to us from the experts, okay? Um, yeah, it was a great wedding and all. I just wanted to speak on it. It was, it was nice. It was fucking just real nice. Nice. Weddings are fun. 
Last one I went to was uh, my sister's wedding back in 2019. Mm. Just in time. Just in time. Uh, I I should go back real quick and make a correction. I meant to say Sir Spencer uh, for the misinformed episode. I believe. Yeah, I, said I was Abel about Kirby. to say. <laughs> I, I listened to that and I was like, Abel Kirby wasn't in that. That was Sir Spencer. We will Sir Spencer, all, Gwiff, and Booberry. We will all become Legion at one point. Yeah. Well, I, you know, <laughs> Abel pops in and out. Uh, yeah, yeah. Misinformed, all that good stuff. And uh, here we are now. It is behind the schemes. It is what is it? Uh, September sixth, two thousand twenty-one, uh, which means that uh, September is here, and September is a very special month. I think for me, it's uh, perfect weather. Uh, anywhere you go, it's perfect weather. September. It is. Uh, it w- when I woke up this morning at six o'clock, it was quite chilly. Uh, how was your Labor Day? Today is Labor Day. Oh, today is Labor Day. Today yeah. is Labor Day. Uh, well, I had the day off. I spent it by laboring on a brand new fort that I built in uh, RimWorld. I finally <laughs> took, I had developed, <laughs> when I play RimWorld, I like to start with one tribal guy who's wearing a loincloth and has a stick. And from there, I build up my, my fort and all my shit. And so I had built like this massive complex. And I was like, well, this is boring. I'm going to go to another place and start an, a new complex. So... I got all my guys, I had about 14 in all, about 20 animals. I caravaned them over to the coast, and, and right now I'm in the middle of building a brand new, beautiful complex, and I labored on it all day. So that was my labor day. Oh. Well, labor. There you go. So there you go. I, uh, How about you? Did I, you labor today? Well, let's uh, <laughs> let's hear it from Bimrose. Booberry, you do way too much work for starting with this show. That's pretty much a... Uh, all I did today—that's not true. We did, um, we did go try to make an attempt to do a plant run, but the store was closed, so we did a forty-minute round trip, uh, pretty uh, much for nothing. Twenty minutes to the plant store. Ah, uh, yeah, it was a nursery one. Blah, um, But you know, it was uh, it was all right. We just kind of uh, lazed about, watched a lot of kill a kill in between getting ready for tonight's episode. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Struggle well, bust. There's a little bit of that too, right? There. <laughs> struggle bust on the artwork, but I thought it was weird enough when it finally came together. I, looks, I really like the artwork. It's like a, it's sort of like a wreath, maybe a heart. It was dipped yeah. in the middle a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It's and it's spooky and it's uh, creepy and it's and it's haunting and it's wonderful. I think it's great. And. That is a perfect segue into the tarot card for tonight, which is the complete opposite because we got the world from the line strider deck and she's just a fucking oh, drop world. Dead gorgeous card. Yes, indeed. I, mean, I, I did. If, uh, if you were looking in the show notes, which is posted in our chat room on irc.zeronode.net hashtag green room, up in the topic, we got our show notes posted, and they are through a substack that you can also go to zososcorner.substack.com to check this out. And I did just find a larger picture of the world. Uh, the first one was a little on the small side, uh, just mm-hmm. so that we can all really appreciate the, this card, because not only is this card the entity of everything, but this this artwork is just it's stunning. It's stunning, mm-hmm. damn it. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. I, I should find the uh, the 4chan version and post it in the chat. Oh, yes. Uh, 
In fact, I will uh, procure that right now. But yeah, the the it's a beautiful image. It's a gorgeous woman floating uh, in the in the cosmos. A lot of the time, it'll have like an Ouroboro type of symbol wrapping around her, a snake eating a snake or a snake eating itself, um, which is very very stupidly common in a lot of uh, ancient symbols. Yes. Uh, and then they'll have the representation of all four of the classes of card. They'll have the cup, sword, the pentacle, and the wand. All four elements. Yeah. It's the uh, accomplishment, the end of a cycle, the achievement, the goal, the journey, the success. All of it. The whole mm-hmm. process, the whole cycle. Mm-hmm. The world line strider is the last card in the main arcana. It represents fulfillment, accomplishment, and completeness. In general, this card shows an approaching cycle and signals a new phase in life. Leo, Taurus, Aquarius, and Scorpio are depicted on this card as the angels of the four basic elements, the four seasons and the four corners of the universe. The dancer, surrounded by a wreath of triumph, is seeing the world with the experience and comprehension of the path she has traveled. Ah, I just love it. So much fun. Yeah, um, and it, yeah, I mean, it's like they said right there. It's, it's the last card of the major arcana. Mm-hmm. That is the, it's like reaching the the center of the planet. You know, journey to the center of the earth. Right. It's it's the uh, yeah the 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 omega as it were and the alpha. And, I think uh, I've got this thing ready here. Here, I'm gonna pull. I'm gonna lay this in the chat. This is the four chan version of. Oh, did somebody already? Oh, she got the world. Here's the, the other world. Here we go. <laughs> so, yeah, so this world that Quirkess has presented, it's got the infinity sign, which is the Ouroboros, the snake eating the snake, is is often represented in that way, that form. It has fish, it has uh, wands and all kinds of symbols. It has all of the zodiac symbols. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. And then mine is, uh, is the 4chan version with, with Pepe, the frog as a woman floating in the air. So, yeah, those gifts are a, a ton of fun. <laughs> oh, I I had the jackpot today. I was cruising perusing on uh on uh 4chan and I found a thread where fucking somebody dropped almost all of them. Almost all of the 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 Pepe tarot gifts. And so of course, I contributed which few I had. I had a couple sitting around. And so I fucking threw my two cents in but this guy was like Here, here's almost all of them i was like yeah yeah yeah. so i i have almost all of them um and i also have the thread which is in the show notes i put it in the show notes <laughs> if anybody wants to go see the actual 4chan thread where all these are so that they can go and save them for themselves that link should be good for a couple months at least so yeah definitely when I'm, i didn't get a chance to do it today but uh, it's part of my projects for tomorrow so once you find something like that on the internet, you just just gotta get out there and pull it yeah. down. You gotta strike that shit. when that shit's hot. Yeah, and there's like dozens of them. They're great. I've got one through six of every thing, and then every uh, every fucking major arcana card as well. So I'm stoked, stoked. <laughs> yeah, you know it's the simple things in life, right? <laughs> little things, little things, always ready now. Um, (laughs) and i did have a quick message from the world card 
How can we describe an understanding boundless freedom and happiness that transcends verbal boundaries? Realizing the unconscious in a conscious way, the outer self united with the life force, knowledge is not knowledge but a continuous dance. They are both real and neither true. We have known about the world through the previous cards, the figure as well as the pair of magic wands combining with the magician and the high priestess. We see the world sparkle in the chariot in meditations on how the chariot symbols come to life. One way or another, the wheel of fortune comes with almost every card on the bottom line. This line is intended to associate ourselves with everything found in the major tenth card from the outside. That is destiny, the movement of life, the elements of existence. When unity is reached, the symbols disappeared, merging with the dancing soul. Oh. (sighs) So many people write so many nice things. You know, what deck of cards has been more literature been conjured upon uh, more than the the tarot cards, you know? People just write all day. Wax lyrical about them all day long. That makes sense. If anything I said just made sense. Mm. It's pretty fun stuff, man. It's the story of us all. Very true. Very, very true. Well, that is our card for the evening, the world. And that is what you deserve, my friends. Uh, thank you for listening to Fire the Schemes. Uh, we'd also like to thank our Freaks of Hazards. Uh, those are our producers that come in and uh, give us a contribution, financial or otherwise, to the show. And uh, we do not have listeners. We have producers. And we don't have producers. We have Freaks of Hazards. So if you want to be a freak, come on in. You can send us clips. You can send us uh, an email with uh, topics or your thoughts on the show, if you had any thoughts on the show. Uh, And you can also send us uh, any financial uh, contributions you make because we don't have any ads. We don't have any corporate sponsors. We don't have any any ties to anyone. And that's why we we talk about, we can talk about all the things we talk about. And uh, today we'd like to give a big, big special thank you to uh, those who contributed financially to the show. Um, you mind if I? Yeah, we'll just go into it. it. All right. Uh, so f- coming in with ten dollars, thank you, sir. We have uh, or ma'am, we have SE with a note. It says, if you change eaters to the friendly to the media friendly consumers, more people would realize who is being singled out. Cheers. Yeah. Consume brains. I don't know brains. what would make more people realize anything. God damn it. Watch TV. Consume. Obey. <laughs> obey. We still have to make those glasses, by oh, the way. Oh, fuck. You're going to make me obey. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> my. All right. Uh, we also have. Uh, coming in again, uh, our good friend, Sir Manny Schwitz, so I'm going to pronounce it, came in with 2666, that's 2666, 2666, and he says, hey guys, hey guys, great program this week, uh, last week, and the solo show that Lavish did last week, two weeks ago, thank you sir, I appreciate that, thanks for tuning in, uh, I'm stuck in New Orleans without power, but I managed to download this to keep me functioning. I sent a little of what I could uh, give to keep you guys going as well. So continue the exceptional work. Love and Lit CB, uh, a.k.a. Sir Manny. Thank you, sir. Love and Thank Lit is much. the correct vernacular. It is Love and Lit, yes. 
Yes, and CB is the illustrious Sir Manny. Uh, we got that uh, squared away, so uh, we appreciate your continued support. Um, he's the one that we did the 6666 uh, Vincent Price and Emperor Palpatine jingle for. Mm-hmm. So he's he's a returning face along with SE. Both of those guys uh, help make this show happen. Keep it yeah. independent, man. Oh yeah, it's uh, it's a good time, and uh, I I really just can't be I can't, I can't thank everyone enough for for the time and and the and the talent and the treasure. Uh, it all gets put to to good use. I assure you, we are here trying to get behind these damn schemes, man. Yeah, and if you want there. to uh, if you want to help produce this show, just go to loveislit.com. You can shoot us an email from there. Uh, you can hit the donate button if you feel like throwing something financial towards us. Uh, or you could call our scream out, but we should probably let Bill Hicks uh, play us out first. Mm-hmm. Do a commercial. You're off the artistic roll call. Every word you say is suspect. You're a corporate whore. And uh, end of story. We told you who was behind the schemes, but you'll never know who's behind the screens. Call our creep phone now and leave a screen mail. We'll play on the show. 612-263-SEXY. 612-263-SXXY. That's 612-263-7999. We heard the man, 612-263-7999. That's right. It's a toll-free number. You can call in, you can scream, or you can ask questions, or you can make statements, or you can make exclamations. You can do whatever you'd like. Yeah. You could freestyle rap. That'd be cool. That would be pretty cool. <laughs> you could serenade us with a gentle ballad. Yeah. Uh, we could... We could ask uh, ways that you dumb ways that you could hurt yourself. Apparently, I made the hogs a little squeamish tonight. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, th- this topic that they set up, I don't think they realized just what they were going to get themselves into with that kind of a question. You know, they said said dumb ways, and that's a really dumb way that's that it. I can imagine. And it's not. It's. I think they meant to say what's a dumb way that you have hurt yourself, but it came out as it came out as what is a dumb way to hurt yourself? Yeah. Yeah. And that is a question that has so many answers. <laughs> <laughs> some of them sad, some of them gross. Um so yeah, I I didn't I did not call in and answer that question because everybody else had had it going for them. And the dumbest way that I've hurt myself, I I don't know, I've probably erased it from my memory. It's you know. It, it's just this is how I survive with myself. I did. I did split my head open once on a, on a window. Oh yeah, window sill or something else. Uh, yeah, it was a window. It was an open window, and uh, I was playing a tag or something with a friend. I was young, and I ran into like this open window. The window was like was was ajar, open, and I just like ran straight into it and hit the corner, and just barreled right into the into the corner. And I and I uh, there was a lot of blood. Mm. Usually is. <laughs> yeah, you know, head injuries, they, they don't, they're usually not very clean. Uh, I've heard myself in, like, I don't know. 
I, the way that you did your thing was gross. Yeah. But that, who, what are they going to expect? What are they going to expect? I didn't blame you. When I heard it, I was like, you know what? They asked. <laughs> I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> I just uh, I just figured you're sitting there twiddling your thumbs going, look, I'm just a man who's just answering a fucking question. Okay. Yeah. You know, <laughs> the sky was the limit. And, uh, you know, but you are gross though. You I mean, know, I, I, I have my moments. What can I you say? Are. You're gross. I, I know how to make them scream. <laughs> yeah. I'm the scream queen. God damn it. Scream queen. Scream king. I, behind the squeams. No, you know who's behind the squeams? I am a, I am a queen. <laughs> you will not deny my queendom. <laughs> Fear is freedom. Subjugation <laughs> is liberation. Liberation. Uh, should we roll some? Uh, should we roll some die? We should do this. Oh, why not? Why uh, not? I would like to first roll the four-sided die. That would be the first digit, and then I would like to roll the ten-sided die for the second digit. Very well. I accept your die challenge. All right. Here's my four-sided die. And here's the second one, the ten-sided. Oh. Oh. Uh, I got a 44. Uh, a zero, zero, and a ten-side. What is that? It's nothing, or is it ten? I think... What well, was nothing. What would the second... Or, sorry, what was the four-sided die roll? Four-sided die was uh, four. I and got a four on the four, and then for ten, I rolled my ten isn't. Um, it would be a zero, so it would be forty zero, right? I think. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Because then you would have forty nine, right? So forty four zero four one four two four three. My four, ten four. sided die is dumb because it doesn't say one two three. It says ten twenty thirty, and oh. it has zero zero, which actually is probably ten. So you because have, it doesn't make sense to have zero. You can't have zero through ten on a ten-sided die. You have to have one through ten. Or you can have because zero, zero through, through ten nine. would be eleven sides. No, yeah, you'd have or, a zero through nine. Or a zero through a nine. Yeah. Zero through a nine. So I guess I guess you could take it as zero. So I got four. <laughs> no, it would be forty. Would it be forty? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The first, the four-sided die is your first digit, and since there's not okay four plus ten, that would. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to go with your. I'm going to go with your rules. I'm not going to confuse anything. Whatever you say goes. <laughs> just it's okay. I, I I surrender. I submit. But Perry looks kind of stoned. Yeah, uh, yeah kind of stoned right now. <laughs> Come on, bruh. Uh, <laughs> well, I um, let me kick this party off. How's that sound? All right. Uh, Very well. <laughs> so anyway, as I was saying. So I found five bucks. Um. So I got some. Uh, I got two music things I'd like to blast through for tonight. Uh, the Starting band to say blast like me now. <laughs> Are you familiar with a band called Kiss? Yes, I am very familiar with a band called Kiss. And are you familiar with the band's very own brand of douche canoes? I am aware that the members of Kiss are not the most upstanding members of the community. Yes. And Gene Simmons would definitely take the cake on that one. Uh, the dude is loaded, 
I'm sure of it, Mm -hmm. mostly through brilliant branding practices and selling merchandise like a motherfucker. a general workaholic, just a fucking workaholic motherfucker. For sure. Uh, But he has come out and has had some words to say about, uh, well, to put it lightly, those idiots. I really wanted him to say covidiots. Um, so here's a couple of quotes from him. Covidiots? I wanted him to say covidiots, but he didn't. Hmm. You know, it's like, come on, Gene, you could at least give me that. You know, his tongue is a virus. <laughs> okay. Uh, my druthers, I'm not sure what the word druthers means, would be that everybody is mandated to get vaccines. The KISS basis confesses. I hope everybody is going to be wearing their mask, but we can only control what we can control, and different states and different countries have different rules. Now, this is gearing up for the end of the road, uh, final second or third KISS farewell farewell tour that's been out, so I've seen them on... Third or fourth or fifth. <laughs> yeah, I've seen them on three separate uh, farewell tours, believe it or not. Nice, nice. Um, I'd love to see them. They'd be cool to see. Yeah, well, you still got time. It's slated to go until 2022, uh, 150 to 200 more stops. No, I'm going to die of the, of the Rona. <laughs> and I could have sworn that they had done their final wrap-up show in Dubai, uh, televised it. You had to pay, uh, I think it was close to $100 to watch the live stream. Um, I could be mistaken. Uh, but one of Kiss's more lucrative deals that they that they uh, pass around is the backstage meet and greets, which can run upwards of thousands of dollars uh, for these brief um, handshakes. When they say meet and greets, they mean meet like meet is in like red meat. Like they're going to meet you. Yeah. And then they're going to greet you and not in that order. (laughs) Uh, But uh, Gene goes on to say backstage, we're not doing any meet and greets. Obviously we're giving up a pretty penny because fans pay a premium to come up and take photos and stuff. That's gone, Simmons explains. We are not allowing roadies or anybody else to be anywhere backstage unless they're vaccinated and the masks are on the whole time. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, cool. <laughs> I have, Thanks, Gene. I have my rights. Don't tell me what to do, which is curious because, and I'm quoting again, which is curious because you do not have the right to drive down the highway in a car without a seatbelt. Um, hmm, Interesting. You must stop at a red light. That's not a right you have, the rocker declares, and you don't have the right to walk naked down the street. These are not life-threatening ideas. We're talking about a fucking pandemic, and people are fighting it. Uh-huh. And then he likes. Uh, then he goes on to blame Trump, and uh, then also makes a statement that Trump and his team had gotten the, vaccinate, uh, gotten the ice cream cone on the head. Sorry. I'm not worried, and it's unkind to say this. I'm not worried if an idiot gets COVID and dies. The rocker matter-of-factly states, "I'm worried he oh, takes." Oh, that's other- how you know he cares. That's how you know he cares about people. Yeah, this is a, this is a health thing. Yeah, he doesn't care if people die. He wants people to live. That's why he wants people to die so that they'll live. Right, so they can come keep paying money to see the seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth farewell kiss tours. Uh, but he's definitely in the mindset that uh, people that don't take their shots are walking, ticking biobombs. I'm worried he takes other people with him. Who didn't have a choice? It doesn't have to be death. Being in a hospital is horrific. There are so many cases of people who are deniers and who are begging in the hospital hospital to get the vaccine. 
but it's too late. Uh huh. Sure. 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 Yeah. Okay. Great. Uh, and then turns around. Uh, <laughs> Paul Stanley tested positive, and they had a couple cancel uh, cancel a couple shows. And then Gene tested positive, and oh, did he, he kill himself? Oh, I better kill myself if I want to get healthier. No, he sat around in his hotel room reading uh, comic books that uh, Kiss comic books specifically. Oh. His security card had uh, who was out walking around, seeing the magazine in a comic. Because he window. said the COVID idiot should die, so I figured if he was going to get COVID, and Paul Stanley was going to get COVID, that he'd be like, "Oh, okay, well, I guess I'll die." Yeah. Well, <laughs> the uh, the the second line from the article answers that question for you, or answers it has a, re- a rebuttal to your sentiment. It's almost like the vaccine works. Oh, really good. That's how you know it's working, is when you get it from other people that are also vaccinated. That's how you know the vaccines, that's how that's why that's how it works. That's how it's always worked. It's always been that way. We've always been at war with Eurasia. And by the way, uh, I have a story about Gene Simmons that really gives him a lot of credibility in my mind. It's a very popular story, him going into a radio station in New York City uh, and jumping onto people's desks with knee pads on. Gene Simmons will leap onto people's desks at their offices where they work for a living. And he'll jump on their desks with knee pads on. And he'll, and he'll say things along the lines of, whose cock do I have to suck to get on the radio around here? Or, or things of that manner. So this is the kind of person you're dealing with when you... When you <laughs> okay. Didn't he also used to keep polar, uh, boxes of Polaroids of all the women that he had slept with over the years? Oh, that's that's what he's doing as an as an old man. I'm, we don't even need to get into what he went into as as uh, when his prime and kiss in the eighties. Are you, you think, kidding me? Do you think shares in that box? Shares in the box? Yeah. Nah, share share is her own box, bro. Well, they were an item. They were an item there for a little bit. Yeah, well, share is ten times bigger than Gene Simmons ever will be. Share is. Is a god among mere mortals, a goddess among <laughs> mere mortals. So that's like saying, oh, you know, David Bowie dated, uh, uh, you know, I don't know, Grace David Jones, Bowie right? Dated, well, Grace Jones is awesome. Uh, I don't know if if David Bowie dated like a smaller time female musician or something. It was like, yeah. She's, I don't know. The point is that you're dating David Bowie. So let's not, <laughs> you're not putting David Bowie in the box. You're not putting Cher in the box. <laughs> Cher's got her own box. If anybody put Cher in a box, it's 20 guys in, in black would come out of the fucking windows and kill you. Take Cher away. Because <laughs> he's a goddamn international treasure. Beat you with Sonny's corpse. That's right. You know, they let Sonny live a long time. The uh, Gene did get into a brief tiff with someone on the Twitters. Uh, a fan had pointed out that vaccinated people can still get COVID. Simmons agreed and pointed out that the point of the vaccine is to keep people out of the hospital, not to prevent illness entirely. Simmons also encouraged the guy to do some homework before attempting a, quote, gotcha moment. Joe, vaccine protects you about 95%. However, you can still get Delta COVID variant. I did, but the effects are minimal. If you had been vaccinated twice. Without vaccine equals hospital pain and maybe death. Do your research. You'll come off much brighter. 
Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, he's right about that. <laughs> the last part's right. I yeah. just, it's, he's, for me, he's just someone that I want to, it's like kind of like a train wreck. I, I can't stop staring at it. I can't stop reading about him because he always does just weird, stupid, douchey shit all the time. And it's his business. I know. And I shouldn't, uh, I shouldn't be invested as much, but Kiss is one of my all time favorite no. bands. It's something there's no that, reason to not enjoy the shit show. Sometimes, I, yeah. sometimes you got to learn how to, how to, you know, lean into it and, and enjoy it for what it is. I just wanted to bring that up, bring it to the fourfold. I can't, I wonder how many musicians are experiencing their own mini Tom Cruise moments backstage for some of the bigger tours where the talent uh, doesn't want to see a show shut down for any reason. So they go the extra mile to be the COVID compliance officer and Mm. ensure that everybody is wearing a mask and they want to see the papers and all that goodness. Right. What what you seem to see a lot of the time, what I've noticed just keeping track of the local shows coming through, maybe you've noticed this too, is the really big acts, the giant mega, mega big acts, like, you know, you think about somebody like a David Gilmore or a Eric Clapton or a, um, you know, just the, the biggest names around. A lot of them are laying low right now and they're not touring because they, they don't need to tour They'd like to. They don't need the money. And and they can just stay at home and, and maybe they don't agree with what's going on. And then you've got your kisses and your and got a lot of bands out there that are touring because they want to, because they need the money, because they because they think that they can just put up with this whatever this nonsense is or they agree with it. And that's where that show that you saw and the shows that I've seen, you, you got your Green Days and your uh King Crimson's and those are big acts that'll pack pack a stadium, but everybody's masked. Yeah, I'm I'm curious to see how long the music industry will continue to carry on the COVID measures after the pandemic is either just dropped totally and everybody forgets about it, or is announced that it's over. I, don't know. I think this is just forever now. This is just going to be indefinite. They're going to say that every year. They're going to be like, next year we're going to be good, and that's how they. It's just this carrot on a stick that they've been able to... It's been two years now, and we're no closer to getting out of this than we were six months after this thing started. It's it's really terrifying, at least around here. I don't know how it is everywhere, but where I'm at, it's, it's, it's just as bad as it's ever been. And people are just as convinced that their body's piling... Yeah, anyway, yeah, we don't have to go. It's just... Well, important. Adam Curry did post a really interesting article on hypnosis and uh, I was a little full this week, so I'll probably have the video chopped up and um, we can get into some mass hypnosis next week. That could be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Mass hysteria is, is definitely mass hypnosis. You, you think that maybe like the Salem witch trials were, were victims of hypnosis or something, you know, I think, I think the, the women that were running around accusing other girls of being witches, uh, figured something out. They were yeah. able to whip people up into a frenzy. It's a strange deal, but very real, and it happens all the time in history, and it's happening right now. Yes. Uh, I'm going to let Gene be from now. And we'll 
We'll circle but back. before we move on, though, I want to say it's funny that you brought in a bassist because I brought in a bassist too for when <laughs> I talk about it nice. from one of my favorite bands. And we just we you know we I sent the show notes over to him today. We didn't uh, plan any of this out. We're 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 mind melding here. That's right. That's right. We're mind melding. We're grokking each other. You understand? Mm. And uh, Abel Kirby says Salem, Massachusetts witch trials is more about marriages and blowjobs. To which I say. What stronger witchcraft could there be in this world? <laughs> Those two things. Um, anyway. Well, let's, uh, I'm going to try out this, uh, <laughs> this new toy as we make our way into our next segment. Project Bluebeam is coming to an ABBA concert somewhere near you. Uh, are you a fan of ABBA? Is this a trick question? Uh, I would hope the answer is yes, mega fan, like myself. Of course I'm a fan of ABBA. It's one of the greatest musical groups to ever exist, ever. Well, ABBA does have a new album coming out in November 2021, ABBA, ABBA Voyages, uh, with a couple of concerts to follow. Except ABBA themselves won't be present at the shows, uh, which are set to take place in London from May 20, uh, 22nd. Instead, they'll be there in digital form and de-aged to appear just how they were at the height of their powers. <laughs> their powers. The limited power. Your four-headed monster, not unlike the Beatles. God. They're like a Hydra. Uh, they're teaming up with George Lucas's Industrial Light and Magic, and they're doing the de-aging magic that they've used for Star Wars for the band ABBA. Hmm. They're doing that with all kinds of people. They did that for Paul McCartney with the tune that he made with uh, with Jeff Beck. Um, blanking on the name, but it had a really great music video. Uh, I know the tune. I can think of the tune. I just can't think of the name. But there's a music video where they did the same thing with Paul. They made it Paul look like 1966, 1960, yeah, it's a 65 Paul when he's just like in a hotel room. It's very, very cool. And there's so Abba's doing the same thing. They're going to make music videos of young versions of themselves. Yes. And I want to say uh, that Spaz actually sent me one of the new music videos that they just released. And um, <laughs> they're already using the de-aging stuff. And I still have faith in you as the name of the song came out four days ago. Why would they do that? They I, should just embrace the fact that they're gracefully aged. And uh, I just dropped that video into the chats. Uh, it's filmed, it was recorded in 3D, so all four of the band members were recorded in 3D in front of 160 cameras by a motion capture team. And uh, one of the people that helped produce it and direct it uh, was the same guy that did the promo videos for David Bowie's final record, Black Star, mm, which is a cool. super trippy, esoterical mind trip. Yeah, it's a great album. I mean, not a great album, but it's an awesome album. Yeah. Uh, really great album. I mean, it's great by the fact that it's Bowie's last. Bougie in the chat says Fauci looks like his 55s. No, he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> these, uh, these recordings were handed over to close to a thousand digital artists at four of ILM's global studios who use archive footage to take the scans of the band 
and roll back the years, ready for a performance that will give the illusion that the band of the 70s has been teleported to the roaring 2020s. Mm, the roaring 20s are back, baby. And man, like whenever you come across these stories, whether it's Whitney Houston, Buddy Holly, uh, Tupac was another big one. Uh, one of the CEOs of these hologram projection companies uh, says we would bring lots of dead people back to posthumously perform in sold out cities around the country and around the world. Uh, Billy Holiday's on there and Jackie Wilson and... Um, for, oh, Whitney Houston duet with Christina Aguilera. Even creepier. And uh, Here's another quote from the article. While such gigs have primarily been used to bring back deceased performers, Newsbomb, the C- CEO of this company, Portal, anticipates that this is just the beginning of creatives using uh, creative uses of bringing both the living and dead to new performance locations and to preserve them for future ages to enjoy. You can hit the record button on any of these performances and create hologram jukebox posits Nussbaum. Imagine going to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame or any of these artists Hall of Fames and instead of seeing a picture on a wall or a plaque or statue, seeing the artist performing the music that he or she was made famous for. Imagine interacting with them, talking to them, having them talk back. I believe most people are excited by physical interaction close-up experiences and almost having that VIP to share the same space as these amazing performers. I cannot wait for Gene Simmons to start using this stuff. It's going to be great. Mm. It's going to be great. Mm. Can't wait for it to be in every, everywhere. Everyone. Uh, they use a, for this particular model, they or the type of projectors, it's 2,500 lumens. Uh, projecting onto a single surface area where 4K resolution image is revealed. And it works almost in all forms of light, describes the CEO. You can pre-record any... I mean, this is all fairly standard stuff. You can pre-record any piece of content and play it back. It's great for advertising. It's great for conventions and stuff. It's the evolution of the mobile phone. It's the evolution of holograms. We would be able to beam you in real time to interact with any person in any venue around the world on a whim. Some of this shit, it just creeps me out at the end of the day. Uh, it's its already strange enough that the idea of selling your soul for rock and roll means that people can take your image and your art and continue to uh, just use it well after you've passed away. But this just takes it to a new level because you're pulling the image off of the T-shirt onto the stage and getting it to dance around to your predetermined programming. Um and he, he even thinks that this will be a regular thing that people do. Instead of jumping out of a plane, spending six or seven hours in the air, getting checked into a hotel, this is what people are going to prefer. It not just saves them money and saves them time, but it's saving the earth. I've seen mm-hmm. it over the last 18 months. Companies not just saving millions or even billions of dollars in air travel, but their carbon footprint goes down to virtually nothing. In the post-COVID age, this could be a glimpse of potential future of touring for bands, recording a motion capture show and send the digital files to be broadcast anywhere in the world, from the largest arenas to tucked-away theaters. Wow. Ugh. Yeah. It's a lot. Crazy, crazy shit. Would you still have to wear a mask at that point? <sighs> Unfortunate. Yeah. I don't like it. I'm not a fan. Unfortunate. 
I'm not feeling it. Uh, that wasn't the only bit of ABBA news that I learned this week. Do you know anything about the band members? About ABBA? Yeah. The band members of ABBA? Uh, that they're married? They're a couple, two couples married? Well, I was talking to a friend, and I have to Bimrose really bad. I want to be right back. I will be right back. Okay, go for it. Yeah, yeah, do your thing. Uh... I'd like to just on the air, uh, just say, stand corrected. I, I, I was corrected by Bushi in the chat. They said that, uh, that he looked like he was 55, and he does look like he's 55, considering the fact that he's fucking 80 years old. I didn't realize he's 80 years old. I'm the idiot, and I would like to, on the air, correct myself. Fuck me. Uh, I'm just a drunk uh, dick. All right. Anyway, hope everybody's having a great night out there. Poor, uh, poor Boobage, he had to, uh, he had to go dash off. He had to do his thing. Had to go and make it so. When you gotta go, you gotta go. You gotta go, you gotta go. Sorry about that. You're um, very, very uh, welcome. <laughs> yeah, I've been because I've been doing so much rain. I'm trying to drink some water, stay hydrated, and just couldn't make it. And I was talking it's, to my friend. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Deep breaths. We're we're all here. We're drinking. We're having water. It's good times. Uh, so she she told me some interesting information about the history of one of the members' parents, which I had no idea about. And I have... Are they loaded? Are they royalty? <laughs> I'm going to play this clip. Uh, it, it, was, it was kind of a weird length, and there's music behind it, so I didn't split it up into two. It's a little over three minutes. If you want to take a pause, let me know. But I'm going to hit you with the brief history of Anna Fried, who is the red-headed female singer of the band, uh, excuse me, uh, ABBA. Okay. Swedish hit makers ABBA are once again basking in the international limelight with a film version of their smash hit musical, Mamma Mia. The production has energized audiences with the tale of a girl looking for her father. But the real life story of ABBA singer Annie Fried Lingstad is also one of searching for her father, only to find that the singer's birth was actually part of a grand Nazi scheme to repopulate the earth with Aryans. Cover Up, Norway's Nazi secret, currently playing on the Jewish channel, explores this little-known story of Hitler's explicit effort to propagate Nazi genes with women around the world, and how that program is responsible for one of the most successful singers of the past century. While stars like Meryl Streep and Pierce Brosnan will be singing ABBA's iconic songbook on screens across the country, the singer known as Frida will continue to struggle with her lineage. As it happens, Frida's father was a Nazi officer participating in Hitler's massive eugenics experiment. Called Lebensborn, or Fountain of Life, it sought to grow the Aryan race through the selective breeding of traits that the Nazis considered desirable. By the end of World War II, nearly 10,000 children had been born to occupying German fathers. It was only as a successful pop star that Frida learned the real story. As ABBA dominated the charts with hits like Dancing Queen and Fernando during the 1970s, German magazine Bravo published a high-profile story on Frida's past as a Lebensborn child. A little girl who was a reader of this magazine 
um, read the story about this man and about Frida and um, she said, well, my uncle is Alfred Hase. He wouldn't be the one, would he? <laughs> Frida had spent her whole life thinking her father was dead, but he was still alive and living in Germany, claiming to have been unaware that Frida's mother had been pregnant. He traveled to Stockholm in 1977 to meet his daughter for the first time. What do you think so far? Levensborn, are you familiar with this? So you're saying the dancing queen is actually Danzig Queen? <laughs> it was all along. This, they say that your favorite groups aren't subversive, that they don't subvert you. Yeah. So, so, the, so, dad, what came in during wartime and hung out, or was it was it clandestine, or was it? Uh, uh, you love know, I think I think they sent a lot of. German Nazi officers to go have sex with Norwegian women. Um, the country's birth rate after World War One had fell uh, 43% between 1920 and 1932. Um, his uh, Hitler and his racial purity-obsessed cronies came up with a policy called Levensborn, a program that encouraged women possessing Aryan ideals to breed a lot. Heinrich Himmler, the head of the SS, was positive that too many German women of solid breeding stock were having abortions. So he came up with the idea of having those women carry out their unwanted, cho unwanted children to term, giving birth in any one of the dozens of secret government clinics furnished with the possessions stolen from the homes of displaced Jews. Once born, the kids were given to families of solid elite SS credentials to raise as their own. Uh, during the... Uh, mounts, uh, as German casualties mounted during World War II, Himmler ordered his officers to marry and have kids, and uh, women in occupied countries were also highly encouraged to mate with the officers and German soldiers. Uh, the program moved east into Poland, where 200,000 babies were kidnapped. Those, uh, those who passed the racial purity test were placed in approved homes. Those who did not were sent to orphanages. Did you say 200,000 children? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know what this story reminds me of, oddly enough? Mm. Is Jeffrey Epstein's New Mexico base, where he was wanting to seed the human race with his stock. Hmm. So there was a, allegedly, legend has it in Minecraft, there was a uh, just a, a handful of women sent there to basically grow his children as he inseminated them. Hmm. Well, and you can see certain megalomaniac types being in the position if they have that much money to do that. And it again raises the question of who gave this guy the keys? You know, that's the God, the Epstein thing. Isn't the Epstein thing just the gnarliest, craziest, most in-your-face, open fucking thing like there's ever... Oh, there's, there's no such... Yeah, that's a conspiracy theory. Fuck you. Yeah. Like, seriously. It's... It's sad. Anyway. Now, I'm not saying that uh, Annie Freed is any sort of Hitler-saluting uh, boot-stepper by any means... Um, she was born in Norway in 1945 after her mother met the sergeant, uh, met the Nazi sergeant, a member of the Wehrmacht named Joseph Hasse. 
Even though she was given her mother's maiden name, she was branded a German child. Uh, after the war, this made her and her mother social outcasts, unable to stand their lot in Norway. Annie Fried and her mother and grandmother moved to Sweden. Um, she uh, has been back to Germany, but, uh, excuse me, the father had been sent back to Germany. She would not meet him in person until the late 70s. And uh, it sounded like it was fairly congenial the first time, but it was not a relationship that um, ever really gained any traction. Very interesting. Yeah, crazy small world, right? They both were incentivized by governments to enact. But then again, like once you, once it happens, it happens. Like how you get there is menial once you're there, right? Yeah. I guess. I don't know. I would suppose. And I didn't... Uh, In the pull, long run. I didn't pull clips from this particular video, but there's a interesting... Uh, 10 interesting details about the Levensborn program um, done by that one dude that you'll instantly recognize as soon as you hear or see him because he kind of looks like James Corbett. That guy. That's not mm-hmm. James Corbett. Mm-hmm. And that's my ABBA coverage. Do you want one more? God or ABBA. <laughs> do you want uh, to... One more... Uh, I one have, more what? I have one more quick uh, history dive. I can take you down. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. The CIA organized fake vaccination drives to get Osama bin Laden's family DNA. How about that? Wait a minute. I thought we were talking more about ABBA. No. You're going to talk about a whole new thing? You tricked me. (laughs) You always do this. You're like, should I talk more about ABBA? And we're like, yeah. And then you oh, talk I, about I, Osama bin Laden's vaccinations. You, you snake in the grass, you. I, I did not mean to give the impression that I was going to be talking about another ABBA story. I will say to my credit, I only have the two ABBA links uh, saved in the show notes. All right. Well, this is if you're going to do a whole new thing, we'll be here for another 45 minutes. So if you want to do an intermission, we can do an intermission. If you want to talk about it second act, we can do that too. Uh, we don't have to get too balls deep into it, um, just because this is a story from 2011. But the CIA set up fake vaccination drives in Pakistan to try no. and get, dude. This is a real thing. Guardian. In Pakistan to try and get Osama bin Laden to get to get Al Qaeda. Yeah, they were looking no for, fucking way. They were looking for members of his family, and so they set up fake vac stations, or they or they they just planted themselves at real vac stations and waited for them to come through. They they used fake ones. Uh, <laughs> the vaccination plan was conceived after American intelligence officers tracked an Al Qaeda courier. Uh, to what turned out to be uh, Bin Laden's compound last summer. The agency monitored the compound by satellite and surveillance from a local CIA safe house, but wanted confirmation that Bin Laden was there before mounting a risky operation inside the country, inside another country. Mm -hmm. Uh, They were looking for DNA to compare. They were looking for DNA from his sister uh, or, excuse me, they were looking for a sample to compare with his sister who had died in Boston in 2010. Um, and this, uh, they ended up recruiting a doctor who, well, let me just, uh, let me just play this clip. 
A story sparking outrage overseas. A man considered a hero by Americans has been proclaimed a traitor in Pakistan. He is the Pakistani doctor who put his life on the line to help the CIA hunt down Osama bin Laden. And now he faces 33 years in prison in Pakistan, even though the <laughs> U.S. sends Pakistan so many billion dollars of aid every year. American officials are angry and speaking out. And here's ABC's Mohammed Leela. To many Americans, he's a hero, the man who helped find Osama bin Laden. But tonight, Pakistani doctor Shaquille Afridi is heading to prison. I think what the PACs have done is, is despicable and is as ghoulish in their hatred as anything that I've ever witnessed. Working with the CIA, Dr. Afridi ran a fake vaccination program around bin Laden's hideout, collecting DNA samples from family members to establish if bin Laden was inside. He passed key intelligence to the United States, and for that, Pakistan charged him with spying. For months, U.S. officials have been calling for his release. His work on behalf of uh, the effort to take down uh, bin Laden was in Pakistan's interests, uh, as well as the United States' interests. But Pakistan says Afridi is a traitor and today sentenced him to 33 years behind bars. This action is unconscionable. This man is really an international hero. They should be erecting statues to him. In fact, and they ended up dragging out Hillary Clinton and who's that other numb nuts? Ended up dying. His daughter is still running in Congress. Uh, you're talking about uh, the war vet, the war hero. Um, yeah, McCain. Yeah, John McCain. They fucking yeah grabbed his crotchety old ass, brought him to come out in defense. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. God, they they were such buddy buddies. That whole crew. Yep. Now it's not as as apparent because everybody's always at each other's throats. But man, back then they were just. Well, bipartisan effort. That was the the genius of the Clintons, you know. They really got the Democrats to go Republican. That's their thing. That's how they did. No doubt. Turn everybody into war hawks. And uh, one of the quotes from the Pakistani intelligence from the Guardian article says, uh, after they arrested him, wouldn't any country detain people for working for a foreign spy service? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently Pakistan was pretty mad about it for being kept in the dark. Uh, yeah, you think? Uh, uh, I like how the guy called him Pax. Yeah, those Pax out there. That's kind of, uh, you know. Yeah. And, and the way the guy talks, the cadence of the newscaster, you can definitely tell it's not, it's old. It's 2011, you said? Yeah, 10 yeah. years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Fate vaccine drive. <laughs> and here we are. Just take it. Just put on the mask. Just take it. Just take it. Put on the mask. Just do what it. Is, what does the peanut gallery say? Welcome to your doom. Yeah. Well, you know what I say? <laughs> I don't know what you say. <laughs> Hit me with the rise. Rise from your grave. That's what I say. Goddamn straight. Uh, I don't. I don't know what else I have to say about this story other than that's hella funny god damn <laughs> i'm glad i'm glad we covered that i'm glad we covered that i wonder how much of this uh recent uh the one of the infrastructure bills or was it the one before i can't even keep them straight anymore they sent all the money over to pakistan for various mm. educational studies i wonder how many of those are set up for fake vaccine drives now do it once you're gonna do it again right 
Big aid uh, drives and, and things like that. They always got nice little nice little side deals going on all the time. It's a lot of fucking money, man, going to these places that don't have a lot of money. You know? I mean, they have a lot of money, but it's a lot of fucking money. Millions uh, of dollars, hundreds of millions. Th- this quote was interesting uh, over the weekend in the Guardian article again. Relations were pummeled further when the U.S. announced that it would cut $800 million worth of military aid as punishment for Pakistan's perceived lack of cooperation in the anti-terror fight. Whoa, are you anti-terrorist, bro? Are you not an anti-terrorist, bro? That's what I mean. Are you not anti-terrorist? And then they throw you away. Oh, man. Well, that... Okay, that legit does it for me. That's all I had. My three stories, quick, <laughs> fucking in, bam, let's do it. I'm out. Tucked him in, be quick, so nice. Good for you. Got him. I'm trying, man. I'm trying, trying to, you know, tighten up a little bit. You're crushing him. You're crushing him, bro. Mm. Mm. Slapping him. Slap. Give it the slap. Let's uh, check the screen mails. We don't have any screen mails, so now would be the time during intermission to call in 612-263-SXXY. That's right. And uh, you can scream for us. Scream like you just t- got a, fac- a fake vaccine. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> hey there, calling in. I can't feel half my face. Uh, oh, God. I didn't mean to go there. It's just an intelligence operation, bro. It doesn't matter. It doesn't God. Matter. Should we do but this? You can scream. You can scream. I'd love it. You got to scream for Booberry. Booberry wants your screams. Yes. He needs your screams. This is true. It's true. Or you're calling her the. <laughs> calling her the shrimp. What, 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 you don't like killing hookers? Come on. Yeah, die for IRC. If you're not in the chat, you should get in the chat. Get the fuck in the chat. Oh, enough joking around. Let's do this. Uh, we got about 11 and a half minutes for this intermission. We got some. Returning zombie dandies. I think they're a Swedish rock, excuse me, punk band. Oh, are we going Swedish all night? I'm going to so play fucking ABBA later. Goddamn straight, dude.
you're the one getting smoked, Gummy! Every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wings! Oh, that's right, sweetheart! Oh, well, I'm finally gonna be an angel. Hold it! Hold it! Oh, 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 no! No! Oh, God, no! Way to go, Clarence. <laughs> if you had 24 hours with me and I couldn't say no, what would we do? Youngin, I'd tell you to get on the boat with your sister. We're going fishing and we're going to have a little family meeting. We're going to set up some life goals for all y'all. This is getting ridiculous. Y'all too pretty to need to get attention on some t on TikTok. Let's go. I'm sorry, I don't know what's going on. This is not what this is about. What this is about is that the baby boomer generation is evil and we're past the point of peaceful revolution. We need violence. Kids, go up to your parents' rooms right Trevor! now. Trevor! Sleeping. Off. Go. Don't be racist. I am a building and I've got news for you. Hey, there's Steven. Blacks and whites are even. How would you feel if the joke was on you? Blacks, whites, Indians, and Spanish. They all came from the sea. We all have to share the same world. Trixie, won't you sing with me? Hey, Stan. Hey there, Trixie. What you singing about? Oh, not much. Just skyscraper stuff. Like racism. Don't be racist. We both are buildings. Listen to what we mean. Love one another, sisters and brothers, or we will haunt your dreams. Or we will haunt your dreams. Or we will haunt your Rest in peace, Harambe. Five years ago seems like yesterday. Our community will never forget and we will see you on the moon. We honor our favorite gorilla with a rip Harambe token of our appreciation, banana bucks, and a Shania Twain tuggy. Believe it or not, Eraserhead is my most spiritual film. Mm -hmm. uh, why, why, elaborate on that. No, I won't. Um, <laughs> no one, no one uh, sees it. Here's five dollars. Buy yourself a suit and get busy. Uh, I'll buy a suit of drugs. <laughs> I slam my penis in the car door. You slam your penis in the car door. My father told me when I was a child, people in authority lie. And we all, if we 
are going to continue to live in a democracy. We need to understand that people in authority lie. People in authority will abuse every power that we relinquish. And right now, we are giving them the power to micromanage every bit of our lives. 24 hours a day, they're going to know where we are, and we're going to know the money that we spend. They're going to have access to our children. They're going to have the right to compel unwanted medical interventions on us. We, you know, the Nazis did that in the camps. In World War II, they tested vaccines on gypsies and Jews. And the world was so horrified after the war that we signed the Nuremberg Charter. And we all pledge when we do that, we would never again impose unwanted medical interventions on human beings without informed consent. And yet in two years, all of that conviction has suddenly disappeared. And people are walking around in mass where the science has not been explained to them. They are, they are doing what they're told. They are orchestrating, these, these government agencies are orchestrating obedience. It's not the product of democracy. It's the product of a pharmaceutical-driven biosecurity agenda that will enslave the entire human race and plunge us into a dystopian nightmare where the apocalyptical forces of ignorance and greed will be running our lives and ruining our children and destroying all the dreams and dignity that we hope to give to our children. We now return to Behind the Scenes Starring Uberry, 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 Uberry. Welcome back to second second half a show for behind the schemes episode 61. Oh snap episode 61 having a little fun in 2021. <laughs> and I just want to say hail to the motherfucking champion that is RFK Jr. Oh man that guy is defying all the odds. No doubt. <sighs> It's not easy. It's not easy to be a Kennedy. <laughs> God damn. You know, Arnold married into it and he's got to deal with, I'm, I imagine a little more than he had to before. 
he married a Kennedy. Which one did he end up marrying? Shriver. Marie Shriver. Arnold Schwarzenegger and Marie Shriver. Hmm. They were married during his uh, his governorship uh, when he was governor of California. This was probably a decade or so ago. And um, he was with her, and then he he had a kid with his maid. Oh, okay. That, that's why I was wondering if this is a... Yeah. The kid, I don't have any... I should, I might want to pull it up, but it's the kid looks like him. Like, he was busted. Like, the kid of the maid grew up and was just like this tall, muscular fucking... <laughs> looked just the fuck like him. They got pictures of them together and, like, going out for bike rides and shit. It's very funny. Wow. <laughs> yeah. My man Arnie... Screw your freedoms. Screw your freedom. (laughs) Screw your freedom. We've hit that. We've hit that part of the timeline where we've watched all of our heroes die. (laughs) Yeah. You either die a hero or you live long, you know, whatever, et cetera. I don't need to tell you guys what what the deal is. It's a very strange, very strange time. Should I hit you with a scream mail or two before? Oh God, yeah. Before we hit the second half proper. Absolutely, Tootley. All right, here's our first one. I think this might be a new screamer. Okay. Oh, he's got that like sort of like like I'm looking for flesh, you know? Yeah, it sounded like that screamer had claws. <laughs> let me. I'm gonna do that one again. Yeah, mm, they're nice. definitely on the hunt for flesh there. Yeah, so someone's uh, looking for dinner. <laughs> uh, and the next two seem to call come from the same caller. I'm wondering if they're not related, so maybe we do them both back to back. I think that'd be just fine. Mm. Uh oh, that was 12 seconds. Played the whole thing. Oh, silencio. Okay, maybe corrupted file. Maybe just some silence. Who knows? Let's let's try this next one. Right there might be another ISO. Let's see. He wanted to scream. You got it. Very well. <laughs> Some callers answer the challenge. They heed the call. Literally. So, there you go. Much, much praise to you, caller. Thank you very much. It's fantastic. A++ tier scream. So much fun. And if you would like to join into the shenanigans and scream for us, again, 612-263-7999. Good stuff. Mm, Indubitably. Two great screams. The one before, too. I mean, that one was downright aggressive. That was really aggressive. That was nice. obscene. Be, be, obscene. Be, obscure. Be, be, obscure. (laughs) Do, 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 do. Yes, 
we like to stay uh, obscure here on behind the schemes you, we've just returned from intermission it is uh second second half of show for behind the schemes my name is lavish and i'm here with the mothman of the miniocalypse mr booberry that's me and just want to do a station id you gotta you gotta throw them out every now and again just just let them know 612-263-7999 i have a question uh would you like to play with this bumper sound effect for story transitions because i see that you have a couple loaded up in here sure yes we we proceed to the next level of the castle (laughs) indubitably indubitably yeah sure uh should i roll a, a dice first or a die first See which one I'm going to talk about here? Oh, if you want to. I would never stop you from rolling a die. All right. Let me just do a simple four side here. Okay. 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 Great. So this is one. Okay. So if you will, please. Yeah. Y'all get to understand Castlevania is one of my all-time favorite games, so uh, I'm, not, mm-hmm. I'm not sure that I will ever be able to overplay that sound effect. Yeah, that's good. That's a good one. That's a keeper. <laughs> it's a keeper. So, uh, so we. Uh, sorry, you, what, you have a question. I was just going to ask which one you hitting us with this uh, with us first. You hit me with the with the bassist, which I thought was hilarious. So I'm going to start well with the roll and all. It's this is great. Uh, I'm going to bring up my good friend, Mr. Roger Waters, mm. who is a founder, bassist, singer-songwriter for Pink Floyd. He turned 78 today. So congratulations happy, to him. Happy uh, birthday to Roger Waters. Happy birthday to Roger Waters. He, Growing up, he was one of my favorites. Pink Floyd is one of my, maybe my favorite band ever. And um, I grew up with them and it just was a big influence on the music that i listen to today and roger waters and pink floyd in general have kind of developed a really funny like internet subculture which i didn't expect you know what i'm saying you know what i'm going with this uh i have maybe a loose grasp on it but uh no i'm I'm not really sure how the internet uh, has grown into Pink Floyd. Just outside of the, um, I don't know if urban myths would necessarily be the right word, but the whole dark side of Oz, uh, right, which existed well before the internet, too. Right. But uh, no, for the most part, I'm completely in the dark. Yeah, and they've always had a big fan base. I mean, they're obviously a really big band, and they have been a big band for a very long time. And and if they ever go on tour, it, were, were they to ever go on tour, it would be a, one of the biggest acts you could see in the world, I would imagine. But Roger Waters and uh, and David Gilmour, the, the bassist and the guitarist, they don't get along. And their sort of animosity towards one another has grown over the years and it's been like a couple decades now since they've really been in the same room together except for a couple select times like at the o2 concert and things like that but the the the, like the rivalry the animosity they have is like now a meme it's a full-blown meme because 
there are all these meme pages about Floyd. Uh, in in the show notes, there's, I now I know that this is kind of shitty me bringing up this website. I hate Reddit. <laughs> okay, it's a terrible website. It's a it's a cesspool. It's a river of shit flowing from a sewer, of bots and propaganda and nonsense. And uh, there are only like three three things on Reddit that I enjoy. And one of them is the Pink Floyd Circle Jerk. And the Pink Floyd Circle Jerk page is like just stupid Pink Floyd memes. And that's it. It's just simple, dumb Pink Floyd memes. And today, on the 78th birthday of Roger Waters, the official Pink Floyd... Um, Instagram page, which I think is run by David Gilmore, whoever David Gilmore pays to run it or whatever. But it's it's David Gilmore's like uh, it's David Gilmore's operation. The official Pink Floyd page posted just like the shittiest fucking uh, low res like <laughs> screenshot of a webcam like thing that Roger probably did like less than a year ago. And and it's just and I'm going to post the image in the chat right now. There's there's a <laughs> there's a side by side where you've got Roger Waters in the next suit. You have David Gilmore's wife. This was back in April, her birthday, and it was like this beautiful picture, and it's kind of like this little blurb about her, and it doesn't even call her his wife. It just says you know she's a best-selling author. She's a lyricist. She wrote all the lyrics for Division Bell and for all of the material that Pink Floyd did after. Um, after they divided <laughs> uh, from Roger Waters. Uh, but Roger has become is the reason why, one of the reasons why Pink Floyd is such a big weird thing in what they call the alt-right dark web, which is neither alt-right nor dark, nor the dark web. Um, but the reason why Roger Waters is so popular is because he's what you would call super duper conspiracy guy in a sense, or he's just very vocal about subjects that are very taboo that people don't talk about. And there are very few things that he, that he doesn't engage with very few topics. He doesn't engage with, like, for example, he's very well known for being critical of Israel and for their war crimes mm -hmm. and for the USA and for their war crimes and for uh, England. And, you know, people call him like an alt-right Nazi, but that's unfair because he, he of all people, knows what a Nazi is because he his dad was killed by Nazis in World War II. That is something and, that I did not know. Yeah, and that bleeds through in a lot of his music, and you'll notice it now if you go back. If you ever watch The Wall or if you ever go to his solo stuff, a lot of it is, is about, a lot of his solo stuff is about just dealing with the pain of war and of, of losing his dad and growing up without a dad. And, and that's, um, that's something that's very much in his stuff. And in the, in the wall, you know, it's very, very much a theme, but he, he's very critical of, of a lot of things and he's not a soft spoken guy about it. And the result of that is of course, just like everybody else who has a major platform, but is not speaking the correct narrative. He has been banned and blocked from everything, every major social media platform, including this stupid Instagram page. You know, he's, he's basically like kicked off of, off of uh, Instagram and he has to produce these sort of like 
cheap uh, webcam videos that he sends out all the time. And of course, people are eating those up. It's not like people aren't listening to him. You can't, you know, he'll find a way. And <laughs> it's just funny to see, especially with what's going on. Me growing up, I loved them for the music. I didn't, I didn't really care too much about their personalities. I cared about the music and the process of making the music and the story behind making the music. But now it's evolved to this point where Roger Waters is a full-blown like Alex Jones type figure. And he has this completely different relevance uh, today that I, I, I would never have uh, guessed that you got, but it makes total sense seeing the evolution of it, you know, for the past 15 years. And uh, he was in the news not too long ago. Um, Facebook had reached out uh, wanting to use one of his songs for an Instagram ad. And uh, <laughs> one of the quotes was an insidious movement. Uh, Zuckerberg, excuse me, is part of an insidious movement of them to take over everything. Yeah. Yep. 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 And I saw them live. I saw him live and his whole wall thing. You know, he did the wall. And he built the wall, and it was it was all about Israel, and it was about like the wall between Israel and Palestine. The whole thing was was shifted to that. And then during the Trump thing, it was all about that. And you know, the wall always applies. <laughs> it's this universal theme that he gets to just roll with all the time. He also uh, described Zuckerberg as one of the most powerful idiots in the world. Ooh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. wow. Mm -hmm. You got a, you got a couple of them here. I'll, I can find a few too. I just he's got so much stuff. He goes he goes so off the handle. All it takes is five seconds. You can find him. He's got all these videos where he just he riffs and uh, he's pissed and he's got a silly little. I should have. Yeah. Let's see here. Here's a Roger Waters morning rant from two years ago. Shine on you, crazy diamond. The aliens are coming. Thank you. I woke about a quarter of an hour ago uh, to an email from my friend Omar Baguti about the Eurovision Song Contest. And uh, I thought immediately of a few choice Fs, but three of them are as follows. Uh, first of all, there's a film, and that film was the invasion of the body snatchers eurovision <laughs> reminds me of the invasion of the body snatchers because it seems it may have been taken over by um i believe they were aliens i know it's giving aliens a bad name but and at the end of the movie uh donald sutherland points at somebody and he like this <laughs> He's miming, of course. <laughs> That's pretty mm -hmm. good. The body snatchers are doing that now, but normally what they're going is anti-Semite. <laughs> the <Yeah>. fable <laughs> is the fable of the Emperor's new clothes. Mommy, mommy, why is the Emperor of Israel parading his ethno supremacist bullshit around naked? Okay, enough with Netanyahu. The third F, and by far the most important one, is the subject of Omar's missive to me, and that is that a hundred, 
It's faith, faith in my fellow human beings, faith in their capacity for love and empathy. 136,000 of our Swiss brothers and sisters have signed and delivered a petition demanding that Eurovision pull out of the finals in Tel Aviv. I cannot tell you how much that has lightened my morning. I'm going to go and make myself another cup of coffee with love in my heart for all those Swiss people. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, <laughs> the audio quality is a little shoddy because someone was filming the screen uh, that they uh, were watching it from, so I do apologize for that. Uh, that's how he gets through, though. People, it's hard to, it's hard to catch him, but... Uh. He's funny. I mean, I don't, I don't really, uh, I don't really give a lot of weight to what he says, and that's that's kind of one of the reasons why I didn't really feel like pulling a clip is because his <laughs> message, while while it is interesting, honestly, he's a little fucking annoying. Uh, just about everything. Like he's right about a lot of stuff, but he's also like a weirdo, and he's super rich. I do like the uh, invasion of the body snatchers. I like that one a lot. Oh yeah. Yeah, That's a classic yeah. reference. And then he goes, "Oh, mommy, is is uh, the way he talks? It always goes back to like the way he writes music." Mama, did you think? Yeah, good old Raj. And so this whole fucking thing has evolved to the point where like people LARP as him on 4chan, and they've got these fucking just deep five, six tier fucking levels below sea level fucking memes that are just ironclad awesome some of the best things that are on the internet and i just it just jeez me just knowing that this my favorite band is somehow fucking morphed into this weird fucking thing and then dave gilmore is just like some weird dave gilmore the guitarist for pink floyd is like the closest thing to death clock that i can think of but like from a completely opposite like vibe, you know what I mean? You know Death Clock from from a Metalocalypse, the, uh, the show Metalocalypse. I'm not, I guess I don't know the characters by name. Uh probably brought it before. And and my my avatar on No Agenda Social is Doctor Roxo, the rock and roll clown, which is from Metalocalypse. Uh, wearing a wearing a. Like a you're talking about suit. the the band as a as a whole being a, a living version. The band is, in a sense, they are. Death Clock from Metalocalypse, for anyone who isn't familiar, is is a metal band. It's a cartoon, but it's a metal band that is like a thousand times bigger than the Beatles. It's like a theoretical band, if it existed, that was just like one of the giantest things ever. And they have a whole army of people that are just willing to die for them at any given moment. And like they have more money than God and they can do whatever they want and they're complete morons. And um, Pink Floyd is that without all, you know, people don't usually have to die for them and they don't throw them into flaming pits of snakes and, and spikes, but they, like, this guy doesn't have to do anything. Like, people can carry him to the kitchen and make him coffee and this, they're, they're taking care of people. Mm. And any sort of video you see of them, it's just like watching someone following around the Pope. These guys are just so revered in the fucking world of music. Um, so, and especially Dave, who's like a, a normie and he's just a family man and he just hangs around his estate with his family and plays music with them and is a good father and a good husband. 
who has an army of people who'll do anything he needs at any moment at any time. Yeah. Kind of poking through some of these memes. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Spinal tap. Spinal tap is spinal tap is because they, they weren't like famous. There has been in spinal tap, but God damn it. Do I fucking love that movie? It's one of my favorite movies of all time. <laughs> Should add uh, it to the list along with the wall. And the wall, which is a, uh, yeah, me and the wall go way back. Take me back when I was 11 years old. But anyway, that's all I had really on Pink Floyd, Roger Waters. Uh, I just wanted to wish him a happy birthday and also bring up the absurdity of the situation. Uh, as for the other thing, I, I mean, in, in the vein of Roger, I had a sort of a thing on the Biden death count, but we don't need to get into that because it's whatever, but he's not doing a great job. And then uh, I kind of wanted to finish off with some uplifting stuff, something that's more positive. And that is, uh, but do you have anything to say uh, in in the interim before I move on? Do you want the thing? Oh, gosh, I do. We need to go into the next layer. (laughs) Oh, Oh, we're here. All right. Yes. Yeah, so we made it. Yeah, this one's bigger than the last one. A little more extravagant. Um, I have, <laughs> I have something that I don't think I've ever really done behind the schemes, but I've threatened to do in the past. I have finance news. Uh oh, that's right. Should this be taken as financial advice? No, <laughs> I would like to say that everything I say or do or recommend or don't recommend from here on out concerning the finance stuff that I'm about to talk about is all in Minecraft and it doesn't, it's not real. Don't take it for yes or no. And anything you do is at your own risk. Um, don't do anything without doing major research into it. Don't put any money anywhere without researching and making sure the investment's valid. God, I'm not here to be DH unplugged though. I just wanted to say that fucking crypto is crushing it. And I don't know if anybody else in the NA sphere or anybody else, nobody in the news, I, I don't really watch the news, but I imagine they're just talking about stupid shit. And um, cryptocurrency is doing really well. And I don't think that, I think it's doing so well that it shouldn't be kept under the rug. Um, I'm looking at some numbers right now. This is, a, this is crypto. This is about cryptocurrency. This isn't about stocks or anything. I'm just going over the basics of what's going on in the crypto world. Bitcoin in the last three months is up 56.21%. It has gone up from being roughly, let's see. Oh, it was, it was teetering in the three thousands. It went as low as about 31,000 as a strong, strong resistance point about 30,000. Um, Anytime it's in 30, I think it's a good time to buy. But now it's coming back. So three months, it is blasted back 56%. It is currently right now at this current reading, 9.21 p.m. specific, uh, September 6, 2021. It is 52,000. So it was in the 30,000 range. It's now at 52,701. So it's on the up. Uh, In my opinion, and then, of course, I'll get into some of the other tokens in a bit, but the, these things don't, this thing doesn't stay sideways anymore. It either goes up or down, right? So this is either a bounce, a big dead cad bounce, you know, where it's going to go even lower. 
it's going to go back down to that 30,000 or maybe even lower, or it'll go up again. Uh, I, I will not tell you, and I don't know for certain, which direction it will go. That's one of the great mysteries of the world. And anyone who says that they know whether it's going to go up or down, whether it's Warren Buffett or otherwise, is selling you a crock of shit. Uh, but it will go up or down. So you can make the judgment call. <laughs> but it's moving. It's not staying sideways right now. It's blasting up. Uh, let's see the other ones. Oh, uh, Ethereum, also very popular. Very, very popular with the miners. We go there. It is up 96% in three months. So it dipped as low as, let's see here, it was hovering around 1900, 2000, three months ago. And then it's been creeping up to the 2000s. Now it is about almost at 4,000. It's just barely, it's 39,037 at this time. So that is up 96%, three months. We go over to uh, one of the most controversial tokens in the cryptosphere. We go over to Ripple, XRP. One of my favorites, also in three months up, 114%. I was hovering around, let's see here, 61 cents about three months ago. And then uh, around the end of August, it shot up from six to over a buck. Anytime Ripple's over, anytime Ripple is over a buck, that's a good, 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 good sign. And it's a buck 37 right now, so. Uh, Ripple currently is under SEC investigation. It is currently illegal on most platforms to trade Ripple. So, oh, what they do? Uh, it's very true. Uh, I I couldn't sell it even if I wanted to. But uh, the truth is, is I could if I really wanted to. I'm, I'm not gonna. Never mind. Doesn't we don't have to get into that. Um, <laughs> but I don't want to sell it. It's doing all kinds of fantastic things. I want to keep it as long as I as I can. And then. Uh, Oh, and then, of course, everybody's favorite, Chainlink. Let me see if, if uh, let's see what the, if anyone in the chat is saying. Yeah, Abel Kirby says Ethereum is a scam. Nobody's saying that none of these things aren't scams. I'm just saying there's speculative assets that are increasing in value dramatically. So we have Chainlink, the great Chainlink, up 82% in three months. Up. Let's see. Up 44% in one month. Mm, good stuff. So anyway, eyes on the prize, everybody. Uh, I, I wanted to just take a, a moment out of your day or night or whatever to lull you to sleep with some, uh, with some numbers that might interest you. Um, whether you want to pay attention or not is up to you. Personally, I think it's a perfectly valid strategy to wait it out, see if it's going to tank again, and then buy in then, or not. Uh, but just a reminder, because all this stuff gets swept under, and, and by the time it's on the news, it's too late. Uh, how much woo-woo would you uh, pay attention to when it comes to cryptocurrency? Woo-woo? Like yeah. astrology? Uh, you know, it's like, okay, so ha what happens if you stumble across a crypto coin that's called Gnosis, and its icon is a little itty bitty owl. Would you buy that? Uh, not with that information. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care what its token is or what it looks like. No, no, no. You gotta, you gotta look into it. I mean, it, branding is cool. It, it's cool if a token has a cool image and a cool 
branding thing going for it. But and in my opinion, if you're going to invest in cryptocurrency, you should pick like three to five tokens and three of them should be the big ones, Bitcoin. And then whatever two that you think deem are worthy of being a so-called big one. And then the other two should be, you know, some speculative shit coin that you want to risk it all on. That, mm. that, that's a valid strategy. You know, a lot of people do that's That's what would be like considered a conservative crypto strategy with somebody who's just purely buying and selling. And we're not even considering, you know, a lot of people here in the chat I know uh, participate on this at a much deeper level. Some people are even miners. Some people even participate in the creation, the transaction of cryptocurrency, which I do not. I, I just treat it like a stock, you know, pure and simple. And anyone can do that. What about the ones that look like square waves? What's going on with those guys? Hey, if you like the symbol, you got to deep dig into it. I don't, I don't know. I'm talking about the it. actual, like uh, the raise and rates and drops. It looks like a square wave. It goes straight up, comes over, goes straight back down, goes straight over, goes straight back up. <laughs> oh, if you look at most of the, the big ones, they'll, They'll all have very similar long-term shapes on their graphs. There'll be there's all these little tiny bumps. Every like it used to be every four years there used to be a big bump in value, and then it would go back down again, and there'd be a year or two of nothing, and then it would blast in value, and then it would go down again, and then it'd be nothing back and forth. But now there's just too much momentum. And uh, Servo refers to them as stable coins that fluctuate minutely around the $1 mark. Yes, stable coins. Interesting. Such as Tether, which people, I don't really know too much about it, but they say that that's a scam that leads to the value, the valuation that Bitcoin has. A, a token that no matter what always stays at $1 USD, no matter what. Yeah, it looks like... Uh tethers or another one interesting yeah that's it that's yeah that's the one tether is the the one dollar one now does a stable coin is that like sort of in the same category as horse paste or is this something else i'm glad you asked <laughs> these are the tough questions i gotta figure out it's true it is like horse paste it's like you know this satoshi guy he'd win a nobel prize if anyone could find him Oh, you know another place that you can find Satoshis, and I keep forgetting to bring it up, but by God, I will do it this time. We have a Sphinx tribe that uh, you can sign up for, uh, tribes.sphinx.com, or tribes.sphinx will take you to the list, and we're in that under Behind the Schemes, and then, um, yeah, the Sphinx chat. I've been out of the game for the past couple of months just with everything going on, and uh, I guess I missed an update, but I'm hoping to re-up my Satoshi wallet and get back to it, start sending mm -hmm. some uh, artwork back through there, and um, and we're also on track to pick up a node, get the equipment tomorrow, get it all ordered up, and uh, we're going to build ourselves a little raspy blitz. Yeah. Get our own lightning node. Should be cool. See, we'll see what what comes of it. Uh, I'm excited for it. Yeah. Really start hitting this uh, crypto coin. Eh, you never know. I mean, it just just takes like you know whatever you can do, and it but it grows if you believe in it. I I personally believe that 
there's just so much long-term potential with this thing. And uh, there's no reason to not get a piece because <laughs> it's available to everybody. You just gotta, you just gotta go for it. Just, just buy a little tiny little bit. See what it grows into. You never know. The far, the the fact that it's so much shit on has always been actually a quiet strength. People shit on it all day. I think that it's a very fucking pragmatic little utility. It's a, it's a very popular global currency, and it has a lot of applications in a lot of ways that I think people don't realize. If you're desperate. You can do things with it. What do you say to the Legal detractors things. that uh, consider it part of the uh, the new normals way of phasing out cash and and tying into this whole digital ID that's all on the blockchain, all uh, your health records and biometrics? It's all tied into one. Because um, I, I kind of go back and forth personally. Oh yeah, was it? I just I think as it's as it stands now, it's something that is powerful for people, but that sort of shit always gets co-opted and flipped on its head. Sure. Well, I think is a, I mean, it's certainly not an anonymous currency. Anything you want to do with it, you want to, you want to do legal unless you really know what the hell you're doing. And I don't, I, but (laughs) legend has it. (laughs) I'm telling you, I mean, in Minecraft, you gotta, you gotta figure this stuff out. But to me, the, the, as I understand it, this whole technology was developed as a way to solve a, a computational problem that people didn't even really know existed or, or, or was a problem. And it has to do with these sort of peer-to-peer computer systems that personal computers run on. Everything's so open. And so we have to have these third parties to develop these encryptions, develop these security systems to protect things that we like our ID and our money online. And this whole system was developed as a way, as a new way to transact what became, what was first money, considered money, but is all kinds of things, data. And, and when you hear all the time about all these different major cryptocurrencies that are, that are getting all these contracts with major banks or with major corporations where they're involved in their, you know, somehow uh, involve them in, in the, the way that they transact data with one another. I don't, I don't understand it, but I, I try to read these articles and try to keep up on it just to see what, what it all is. But that's, that's what it is. It's meant to solve a problem. And the problem is, is that the problem is, a, is a, in what it is, it's, it's very complicated and it's hard to wrap your head around it. And the, the issue will be to simplifying it, simplifying it, making it more marketable for people to use. And, as far as making it just like a government currency, you know that they've got that in the pipeline. You know that they've got that in the fucking pipeline. Uh, but the the issue I think right now is that the world is run by quote unquote old people, and they're the ones who have the real power, and they don't give a shit about any of this. To them, their mentality is probably, "Hey, I'm going to do it my way. I earned it." And uh, when I die, then you can fucking do it your way. Okay, buddy, you can get your turn. And that kind of is the mentality, I think. And so will it happen in the next five, ten years? Maybe if they were really ambitious about it, if they developed their own thing, and it probably wouldn't be Bitcoin or anything else. They'd probably render all current uh, cryptocurrencies illegal, and they would develop their own in-house digital currency. I don't see them doing that at an administrative level because of that reason. 
but I also see them not doing it because the American dollar is a digital currency, basically. Yeah, at this point. Actively practicing. I mean, 99% of all business transactions and all money are ones and zeros, zeros and ones uh, that, you know, in computers that talk to one another. That's it. It's not in, in in a tangible form. It's not in a real, you know, there aren't just like bags of trillions of dollars sitting around in a vault. It's all zeros and ones. And you can turn those zeros and ones into cash on a small scale and on a personal scale and even on a business level. Sure, you can pull out a bunch of money, but even when you do, you got to go through the rigmarole and it's, and even then the money isn't really money. It's federal reserve notes. It's, you know, I don't need to get into that, but the, the money itself is very, very soft uh, no one's running around trying to exchange their dollars for <laughs> crude oil. <laughs> no, no. Is it, is it still the petrodollar? Or well, yeah, basically. Okay. The, the only currencies that are significantly more valuable are the ones that are either really oil heavy or banking heavy. So you've got like the dinar, you've got the Swiss franc. You know, the, those those things will be on paper like three times the value, right? One Swiss franc will be three dollars. Um, but the, the American dollar, yeah, it's just like the McDonald's. It's the standard. It's the petrol standard, I guess. That's the idea. But really, I think it's just a totally unilateral, completely controlled central banking system that just it, there's everyone agrees with everyone. Everyone works for the same guy. You know, what we say it is is what we say it is. And the actual real-life stuff, I mean, it does, you know, real-life stuff markets, it affects it, but it doesn't affect it nearly as much as it should. Is that a good system? Is it a bad system? I don't know. Depends on who's running it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. If the if the digital currency comes from the government, well, then it'll come. But I think the American dollar is just a fine enough uh, digital currency all on its own. Kind of uh, poking through the original question on what uh, Bitcoin was trying to solve. And it's the problem of the Byzantine generals. Oh, the Byzantine generals. A fundamental problem in distributed networks is finding consensus in the presence of faulty or defective processes. A dependent system must manage the failure of one or more of its components when it either permanently crashes, repeatedly boots up and shuts down or behaves Byzantine, meaning damaging in the worst way possible. For example, nodes may deliberately and maliciously misrepresent or contradict information or disseminate information to make it impossible to unify the network. This problem is described in the literature as the problem of the Byzantine generals. It occurs specifically in the case of Bitcoin when the entire network needs to agree on the secure and irreversible validity of transactions. An example, when it needs to decide which blocks are the generally accepted ones. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, it goes it's on, all open, and it goes on further to actually illustrate what the problem at, is. <clears throat> excuse me, yeah, what the problem is. A number of generals position their armies outside a besieged city they want to conquer, and they need to choose the time of their attack. They know that only that they can only be victorious if at least half of them attack at the same time. But if they don't coordinate the time of the attack well, they are outnumbered and will lose the fight. 
They also suspect that some of the generals are disloyal and will send out fake messages regarding the time of the attack. And since the generals can only communicate with each other via messengers on horseback, they have no way of verifying the authenticity of a message. So we must ask ourselves, how can consensus regarding the timing of the attack be reached in these circumstances, despite the lack of trust in without general, without a central governance entity? Hmm. How can a system operate without central intelligence, but with all these different moving parts that work uh, as one to accomplish a goal? Uh, and prior to 1982, the problem was considered impossible to solve. Yeah, sounds sounds complicated. Yeah, wow. I I gotta look into that. I gotta actually read up on that and see what it is. It's kind of gotta like it. I don't know. It's giving me some more woo woo vibes. <laughs> well, I don't need to tell you that the the technocracy is fucking woo woo as shit. In a good way. I say woo-woo in a good way. Always a good way. Uh, okay, okay. Oh, yeah. here we go. Here we go. I was... Here we go. Ah, uh, see, this is... Here we go. Coordinate attack. Uncoordinate attack. Ah. They all got to come at once. If they all come at once, then, it, then they all come. But if only a couple of them come, and then a couple of them don't come, then no one comes. Right. And that is the Byzantine principle. Yes. Yeah, and everyone's familiar. I mean, I don't need to go into the whole deal, but the, the whole idea between Byzantine, the block. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was saying Byzantine. <laughs> did you say Byzantine? I did. I'm. Uh, oh, my God. It's a regional dialect, people. It's okay. It's, don't be ignorant. Byzantine. Byzantine. I've heard Byzantine before, like on my, uh, like in, in schoolroom videos. Byzantine, yeah, yeah, fuck them. It's not, they're all wrong. It's it's not the right word anyway. We're representing it wrong as well. They called themselves something completely different. Ancient Egypt called themselves Kemet. Okay, we're, we're all weird. Uh, yeah, yeah. They all attack all at once. The there's there's no third party that's controlling everything. It's a completely autonomous, weird system where. Millions of computers all over the world have a copy of the blockchain and can verify the transactions uh, by by verifying their copy of the blockchain. And they all play their part. It's a big, beautiful spider web that people make all kinds of pretty pictures about all the time. You can find them. Yeah, the, uh, the Lightning Network's pretty fucking spectacular. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it in a couple of weeks, but I can only imagine. Oh, the command shuffle is only available in the Terran utility plugins. Oh my goodness. Yeah. But anyway, uh, that's, that's all I really have on crypto. I think I just, yeah, that was, a, that was a nice little four way. We talked about the current pricings and then we kind of talked about the thing itself. So that's nice. I like that. I like it. Yeah, should, uh, uh, I don't have any. I don't have any shit coin. I should fix that. Oh, what's my shit coin? Oh, I have. Well, I'm gonna. I'm gonna be honest with you. Chainlink and Ripple are my shit coin, even though they're like their mainstay coins. But they're all shit coins except for Bitcoin. And yeah, that's about it. Doge. You can always get Doge coin. Actually, let's see how Doge is doing. 
Okay, let's see how Doge is doing. Doge is up, oh, 26% in three months. In three months? Oh, it's up 30% in three months. It is up 47% in, in one month. Oh, my gosh. About 30 cents right now. Oh, my goodness gracious. Wow. 30, uh, 30 cents. Yes, indeed. Let's see the one year here. Yeah. One year ago, it was... Point zero zero one cent, and now it is thirty cents. If you really, really, really want to get into shit coins, if you fucking find the right one, like Dogecoin, let's be real. When when they first made Dogecoin back in like God, fucking long time ago, it's been around for like ever. It's been around probably since like twenty thirteen, maybe. Mm-hmm. And. You just know the Dogecoin was going to be one of them. You know what I mean? There's just, there was no way that that Dogecoin wasn't going to be uh, an affluent shitcoin. Because everybody loves Doge. It's one of the most long-lasting memes the internet has ever produced. Right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I don't necessarily have the connection to the Doge dog. Uh, no, but you know about it. I do. And I definitely see the appeal, the memeability of it, Doge to the Moon. I mean, come on, like who was the marketing genius behind that one? Ah, so uh, those Wall Street guys, the Wall Street bets guys, really. That's the other Reddit I, I frequent every now and again. It's kind of shitty now, but yeah, I mean, with this coin, you know, for what it's worth, I'll be fair. For fucking since 2014 is what I'm seeing here on the chart was at a fraction of a penny. It, it was fluctuating between 0. 0.01 and 0, 0, 0.001 cent for, you know, six years, seven years. And, uh, you know, that's a long time. <laughs> it's a very, very, very long time. And then for it to all of a sudden, in the course of one year, go from that fraction of a penny, 0. 0.007 cents, to being 45 cents, in a matter of months, mm-hmm. happens so fast, and that's the nature of this industry with the crypto stuff. You know, you you have to be long term, but you have to strike when the iron is hot. You have to pay attention to it to a certain degree, and that's what's so irritating about it. But the fun thing about what's happening right now is there's so much volatility, there's so much momentum, and there's so much volume in the market right now with what's going on, and just so much exposure to it that it's it's just moving. It's going to go up or down no matter what. Would you trust a Python script to buy and sell for you? No. I mean, no. I No, unless no, unless I wrote it myself and I had every bit of control over it. Hmm. But no, I, my strategy is very simple. I don't need a computer to do a bunch of shit. I, I, it's a very, very simple strategy. Um, <laughs> buy low, sell high. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, I buy high, too. Oh, nice. <laughs> I'm always high. Just buy Sit, just, hold. Just be high. That's my strategy. Be high and sell high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, God God bless. Or jobless, excuse me. Uh, fucking A. Let's see, do we have anything else on the roster? Uh, we got... Uh, Posted the 4chan tarot thread if anybody wants to go get the sweet Pepe uh, tarot cards. You can find them. 
Uh, I got a, I got them all saved. And that's all I think I got for me. Well, I got uh, one last scream I can hit you with. Yeah, do it. Oh my god. I feel like uh I feel like that screamer is just sitting there huffing on the smoke machine or something. Oh my god. I'm gonna have to take a bong load for that collar. Here. <laughs> a bong load for the collar. Boo. You seem pretty lonely over there not being able to breathe. <laughs> Let's not be able to breathe together. Yeah, why not share the fun of not breathing? Yes, indeed, caller. Thank you, caller, for that fantastic series of screams. I counted about at least three or four of them. Yeah, here on Behind the Schemes, we will never not encourage you to not stop breathing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, do do we have any other scream mills? I think that does it up for tonight. Oh, in the, in the chat, apparently there's, there's a, a floating one from uh, Mr. Abel Kirby. Hmm. But maybe, maybe he's maybe he's trolling us. He could be trolling us. I let's see. We played this one, right? This is from last week, I think. Oh no, my nipples! <laughs> Was that Abel Kirby twisting his nipples? I don't know, but I'm glad you played that. That's a good one. <laughs> I can't remember if I played it or not. Who the hell? Stall for a second. Let me see if I can't. Uh... You know, okay, I'm stalling. I'm killing time. I'm calling and everything's all right. And I can't find my lighter because I'm a fucking moron. It's was it gone. This one? Let's see if it was this one. <laughs> yeah, that was the fleshy one. Ah, oh, the fleshy one. Yeah. Oh, there you go. There yeah. You go. Okay, okay. Well, we, we played it again. That's good. All right, now you stole time for one second. I'll be right back. <laughs> I'll stall time here as the stream drops out. Let's see. How about that? Oh, come on. Ah, oh, there we go. Back. Sorry about that. Man, everything just kind of shit the bed there at the second. Hmm. I mean... I ver I I think I got the numbers verified. I played I played the one that matches up. This is what we got. I don't know. What is the, the chat? To do? What's the chats think? What's the man to do? But find a lighter or two. I still need to do that bong load for the oh, is the stream no it's not the stream's it was down. it was down for a second. Oh, yeah. All right. We back on the air? Mostly seamless show, yes. Very well, then. Here's a bong load for color. (laughs) 
You know, Love is lit is actually winning this this battle. You almost said your name. Do you hear that? He said, "Love is lit is boo." Oh, is, is winning this battle? He said, "Boo though." You know, Love is lit is actually boo- winning this this battle. Oh, you hear that? Maybe, maybe. Well, get a one more time. <laughs> you know, Love is lit is actually boo- winning this this battle. Love is actually Booberry winning this battle. You understand? <laughs> That's what he said. It's a true story. Well, that uh, that wraps us up for our screen mail. So we got everything situated and uh, worked out. Um, as far as looking ahead to next week, I think we've got a special episode planned. It'll be, if everything works out, a reunion episode of sorts. And we're hoping to have Malachi and Monty uh, join us next Monday night. Yeah, very good, very good. And I think this would be the first time that you've chatted with Monty, so I'm I'm excited to clash those worlds together. Yeah, should be fun. We'll have uh, all of the hosts, co-hosts of Behind the Schemes uh, in one room. Yes, <laughs> the first time, exclusive. Yeah. <laughs> For the first time, all the hosts, yes. It's pretty good. Sweet. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. This was episode 61, Behind the Schemes. You can find us at BehindTheSchemesWith3Furries.com or BadRadio.Live or LoveIsLit.com. Mostly working. Which is totally working now. <laughs> I think there's a couple, more, uh, a couple more DNSs to propagate, but it's like 95% there. There you go. There you go. And I found a really kick-ass band. This uh, this week. Ooh, yeah, like that. Ooh, makes me wanna. Ooh, yeah, right. Ooh. Uh, yeah, boy. Unfilled random topical episode for this week. It's good. It feel good gorgeous. About this one. Oh, it's gorgeous. I'm really happy. Mostly seamless. Yeah, we encompassed the world card. We covered it all, folks. Mm-hmm. I, not really, but we tried. But until that time next week, here on the Scaly Show for Behind the Schemes, I'm going to be Booberry Mothman of the Miniocalypse. And from way the hell over here, in some very, very bizarre, twisted, macabre land, my name is Lavish.
more interesting than what I presume you're talking about. Mothman's got nards. Booberry and lavish. Uh, just uh, motor boating a bunch of boobies. Behind the schemes of Booberry and lavish. Loveislit.com. Yes, loveislit.com. Loveislit.com. Go there, check it out. Listen, the person that I would recommend is to listen to Lash on the Behind the Schemes podcast. That guy really seems to understand exactly what's going on. I never expected this from that podcast, but I learned something listening to it. <laughs> Love is lit is actually winning this, this battle. This is Behind the Schemes. The esoterica of your dreams. <laughs>